Welcome to the What's Our Verdict podcast. I'll be your host today, Real Ginge, with my co-host, JJ. Yeah. And Alec Burgess. The government is after you guys, man. We're extremely excited to kick off a new segment, and you're probably wondering, where's the voice of JJ? JJ cannot oh, contain man. himself right now. For those of you that probably can't see it if you're not watching on like YouTube, Alec is wearing a tinfoil hat contraption because today we are getting into conspiracy theories. What, what is our actual segment title today? Oh, Al- that's right. Alec's crazy shit, which yeah. is exactly why he's wearing this tinfoil hat. We're very excited to bring on um, some new content and get into the mind of Alec and things that he may or may not believe to be true. We have no idea what we're going to be talking about today, but excited to get our gut reactions, especially from JJ and I, and see what you all think. Yeah. Beautiful. That was a wonderful intro, Max. And I should say, I don't know if this intro is going to get cut out by JJ and he's going to just redo this himself, but hopefully this stays because that was my first ever actual What's Our Verdict introduction. And I I fucking hope he cuts it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. For no other reason than it was your first one. I'll decide. (laughs) I'll probably leave it because I couldn't talk at the moment. Like, I was struggling. The hat's killing me. Good. All right, dude, what are we talking about here? We are talking about how the world is spinning very, very close to ultimate food crisis. Uh-oh. And food shortages. And okay. how series of events, I mean, I've talked about this before, how I like to look at kind of series of events and not just one event specifically. How events that, if you look at them specifically, seem normal, but if you add them up all together, spell out. Bad news bears. Lay it, lay it on us, Alec. I'm one of the common folk. I am. I've got my listening invisible cap on, and I will wait to reserve my judgment till after thou hast spoken. All right, excellent. So, are you guys familiar with the cycles of the sun? Anybody? I know it helps us grow plants. It does. Uh, so the sun has cycles where it kind of goes through what's called a solar maximum, where you get lots more sunlight, and a solar minimum, where you get less sunlight like now, during the winter right would be a minimum no no these cycles are like years long oh no so you I... have the individual seasons right where certain crops grow but looking at it as a whole you have these periods of time where the sun you know over a long span a decade or whatever uh grows less or grows more i think these cycles are what in the bible where the cause of famines and years of plenty and all these things, these things that were seen to be essentially acts of God were lined up with these solar cycles. Um, So we entered one of these global solar minimums in April of 2020. How do we know this? Science has proven uh, that this is like a revolving thing. Yeah. Yeah. So they can track them and you can look this up. You can see uh, they're usually like plus or minus a year or plus or minus six months on their guesstimate, but we entered one fairly recently. Now we don't see like huge ginormous effects because we've established a civilization that is huge. Um, Right. So the yields are less, but not enough to be any real cause for concern. If we were living in, you know, medieval Europe and this happened, it could be bad news bears, but we entered one of those in 2020. And on top of that, 
we have a war going on where Russia has invaded Ukraine. Ukraine is one of the largest corn and wheat exporters, mm -hmm. and those shipments have stopped. And that is also stopping because the entire world shut down for COVID-19. So we never got our production levels back up. And then one of the biggest corn and grain producers hasn't been exporting anything. Now, Freak. countries will stockpile, right? In bumper crops, boom years, they'll stockpile food and supplies. Uh, in the 90s, the U.S. sold all of ours. So we have no food did. stocked. And in the 90s, they got rid of it. Why? Why? Yeah. We didn't need it then. The 90s were boom years for stuff. Yeah. We just wanted to make money? Yeah. Yep. Um, so they got rid of all of our food stockpiles. Well, it doesn't really matter too much, right? We have the heartland of America, tons of food farms, except majority of the farmland in the United States is owned by two people, really. Well, one is Bill Gates. He owns the most of it, and he kind of plays flip-flop with the LDS church on who owns them more. Um, so farmers don't even really own their farmland. Most of the farmland is owned by two, we'll call them entities, so we can kind of keep it straight. But two entities own the vast majority of farmland, which means they decide what grows, they decide how much of it to grow, and they ultimately get to decide where it goes. Huge problem. We have a monopoly on our farmland. Um, and also, we've had storms that go through. Uh, Iowa, I think it was Iowa, had a huge tornado that tore up 75,000 acres of cornland about a year Jeez. and a half ago. So all these things stacked together spell bad news bears for the world at large, right? And But that's just the corn and grain side of things. Um the livestock side is arguably worse because same time as COVID-19 hit, all the production plants shut down and they had to cull thousands and thousands of livestock and just left them to rot, essentially, because there's no way to process them. Um, couple that with extreme heat that's killing cattle all over Kansas and we're losing more and more and more. And to offset this or to kind of prepare, I guess... Uh, feel out people what's going on. Uh, there have been articles published, and one of them was published by the New York Times about cannibalism and how books lead to, or, you know, there's a time and a place for cannibalism. And can we stomach it? The fuck? Yeah. Okay, I need a wonder. link to that article, and we'll have I'll to send it to you. Yeah. We'll put it on the description. We'll put it in the descriptions and shit, because uh, that's twisted. Yeah. It's twisted. And on top of this, I think it's Canada is like leading the charge with uh, protein farms, which are bugs. Yeah. Maggots. Have you guys seen the movie Snowpiercer? Uh-huh. Mm -mm. A little bit of Snowpiercer stuff. Okay, Matt, since I'll give you a little load of this. So Snowpiercer is essentially um, world goes into an ice age. And the only thing that or the only way humanity survives is they're on a big long train. Now, those who could afford to purchase a ticket live in the lap of luxury. Um, and they get, you know, essentially nothing has changed for them except they are now just living on a train. The poor who had to fight and kick and, you know, kill to get on live in the back of the train and they survive on bug bars loaded full of protein. 
and it's all separated by class, right? So even though we may not have the pleasure of eating real meat, the rich are going to. Mm -hmm. And these protein farms are popping up and it's like the green way to go, right? But really it's because we don't have the infrastructure anymore to support such a lavish lifestyle due to everything that's going on in the world. I got you still, or are you guys crazy? Canada invested $8.5 million into insect production as of, like, middle of this year. Yeah, they're starting to be the ones that are kind of leading the charge on that. Yeah. Because you can do it in your... And then another company invested $52 million, so it's popping up. And there's private companies that are popping up because you can grow bugs in your own home. Mm -hmm. And that's the idea behind it, is that you don't need a lot of space, and you still get the protein value because that's what it's all about. So where, are we, so where are we going with this? I'm following so far. So we're talking about two two corporations that basically run food production in the United States, bug farms, sun solstice, powerful in 2020 till now. Well, What's we're running the- out of food and the yes. ability to grow food. And if there's no food. And we're going to eat people. Yeah. Well, that would be the choice. But if you can control the food, which is being done. You can control the people. Mm-hmm. Damn it. So I know this is a hot topic, and we can cut this out if we have to, but let's take uh, gun control. The, the amendment for gun control and the proposed bills, right? You have people who are never going to give up their guns. Uh, but if there's no food, and in order to get your daily ration of rice, mm. you have to turn in your gun, what choice are you going to make? And so the the control of the food, and we know this has happened in other countries around the world. It happens a lot, unfortunately, in war-torn places like Africa, mm-hmm. where the, the warlords gather up all the food. That's the first thing they go for, because once you take away food security, people will do whatever you say. Yep. Um, it happened to refugees who were fleeing uh, certain areas of the Middle East, where they would sell their kids pretty much into slavery for food because they didn't have any and they needed to survive. And a kid is an extra mouth to feed. Um, we, I don't know if you guys have kept up with it, but Sri Lanka just revolted against their government. Hmm. One of the biggest things was food. Um, Venezuela is running out of control with uh, inflation still. Libya has collapsed their currency, um, and our dollar is not going to be far behind. Um, and love him or hate him, or think he's an asshole, what Putin has done is borderline brilliant. Because before the election of 2020, Putin started buying up tons and tons of gold. And now that we are kind of in this area where the dollar, which is based on hopes and dreams, and really at this point, mostly dreams rather than hopes, um, is now having to back a Russian or having to go against a Russian-backed ruble with gold. So our currency is backed by nothing. Putin's currency is backed by gold. And now everybody who's been playing our game, because we have the global reserve currency, is deciding not to play anymore. Have you guys heard of the BRICS nations? Mm-hmm. 
So it's Brazil, Russia, Iran, China, and I believe Saudi Arabia hmm. are the five big ones in this anagram um, that are kind of uniting against the petrol dollar and deciding that they don't want to play by our rules anymore and that they're going to play by their own rules. Up to this point, anybody who's want to play by their own rules has a revolution started in their country and their leaders mysteriously disappear. <laughs> um, but now they don't have to worry about that because they can create their own coalition around currencies that are backed by metals. And they don't have to worry about an, well, let's call it an invasion. But food is where it starts and food is where it's going. Um, the food prices where it just kind of goes up and up and up and up, down, 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 doesn't matter as much. It's a way to distract you from what's really going on. And what's really going on is we are running out of food. Um, but if they, you know, drop the price and it's a sale at your local Kroger store, oh, nothing's going on. It's fine. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the gist of it. I'm open for questions at any time, Mattson. Oof. Whoa. I mean, I'm. I feel like I just need to buy all the food in the world and put it in my garage. <laughs> That's how I'm feeling? Well, I have a little bit stored away. As long as I keep Lucky Charms, Reese's Puffs, <laughs> I can still get a cow, smoke them up. I'm currently smoking ribs there now for our listening audience. Like, here's the I'll thing, be- though, because if you have, like, let let's say no more food, right? Started tomorrow, most people would be dead in a couple of days. Yeah, they don't have any food storage or any any waste storage or they don't have any water either. Right. Doesn't matter Mm -hmm. how much food you have. You don't have any water. Um, But nobody is. I mean, most American households, you know, if you look at their pantry or something like that, they probably have enough food for a week. And that's kind of being generous. That's why it's good. Casey started a garden. Yeah. Mm hmm. Man, I'm telling you, it's it's one of those things where, because I was talking to somebody the other day who I know that does cattle. They do cattle, and it's tough because like I just we just bought some steaks to grill up and do some stuff, and I was like flabbergasted at how much it cost. And so I was calling a buddy and talking because I know some people that buy like a half a cow or a whole cow and split it sometime during the year. And they're like, the problem is, is like you say, Alec the it's so expensive to get grain to feed their cattle or their livestock in general that it used to be, they would go get a truck full of, of hay and seed and and grain to feed their and to take care of their animals. It cost them 20 bucks right now. It's costing 70, 80, $90 to get that same truck of, of stuff for their animals. And so by proxy that has to go somewhere. Those, animals that they're feeding typically are at this point are are immature animals with that that when they become mature of going to have cost this this rancher so much money to raise up to be part of their cattle product that you're spending 40 50 a pound on on meat it's crazy it's a lot and then even top it all off And I can send you this link as well, JJ, but I'd encourage you guys to go look at how many food processing plants or food banks have been destroyed just this year. Mm. And if you compare it to other years, it's not that bad, right? It's about 
on par with what's happened. Yeah. But in other years, we didn't have all these other factors. So like even here in Arizona in April, March or April, the food bank in Maricopa uh, got torched, burned hmm. down. Nobody knows accident or whatever, but 50,000 pounds of canned food went up with smoke. So that's a food wow. bank, right, where people go when they can't afford food, buy their own groceries. And yeah. that went up. And you have, so you have food banks and processing plants that are going up. And that's kind of what the U.S. has in terms of storage yeah. based on that. So I don't know if we'll ever run out of food in the United States, but it'll be expensive and mm-hmm. probably getting worse and worse and worse. Um, and then are you guys – have you guys followed the Dutch farmers or much of that? seeing what's mm-hmm. going on there. So in the Netherlands, where they're trying to uh, really get a jump on climate change, they just announced uh, a program to cut their nitrogen kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Usage, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, or their their nitrogen output by 30%. Cows, when they take a dump, <laughs> release There's a, a lot ton of nitrogen. Of nitrogen. So, uh oh, Alec okay. froze. Yep. Yeah, you're back now. The government's after me. But anyway, <laughs> so cows produce a ton of nitrogen, right? So the farmers have been told by the government you have to cut down on your livestock herds by like thirty percent, just cull them. And Eesh. this is after years and years of being told you need to increase your yields. Because the Netherlands is now one of the biggest agricultural exporters out there. Mm. They put out a ton of agricultural, ton of cattle, ton of meat. Problem is, is that these regulations and the reason why the farmers are mad are coming, one, out of nowhere. But two, it's only them. So Mm. you don't have construction or transport or any of these other um, kind of areas that use nitrogen or put out nitrogen getting the same treatment or the same drastic cuts mm-hmm. so they're mad problem with they're mad is they're saying no farmers no food and they're not sending any of, any of their stuff to market which means they're not sending their stuff to market none of it's going out anywhere so you have ukraine which is huge grain exporter that's not getting any food out you have the netherlands not getting any food out and then you have all the other countries saying we're not going to export any food because we don't know when this is all going to be fixed. At one point, India said, we can feed the world. We will export the grain. Two weeks later, they walked back that statement and said, we're not exporting anything. Mm. So I think we are headed towards a world of hurt. That's Yikes, scary. dude. That's not like we named, we named this shit wrong. This isn't Alex crazy shit. This is Alex terrifying shit. Well, we can go a different route. <laughs> I got another one for you guys if you're really interested in that. Oh, boy. We'll save that one for the next one. I think I can only handle one crazy, scare me shit. Yeah, that, I'm a little terrified episode. right now. I'm about to eat my dinner really slowly. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's one of those things where, like, I'm not surprised. Like, I've seen enough going on and I've that I it doesn't surprise me. I just don't think. I like to live in a little bubble in my head where I'm like, yeah, there's some bad shit going on, but I'm okay, but I'm good. Look at all that shit. I got in my cupboard. You know what I mean? So I don't really think about it from that perspective, but I mean, it's probably something we should be thinking about it. 
I mean, I know that there's so that, that's even more intriguing because I've been talking about this company earlier about called Upward Farms, where they're doing these vertical farms indoors that are very interesting if you haven't read about it. And I, I know very little about the company right now, but I've been looking into it because for reasons. But that it, it was one of those things where I was like very intrigued. So I'm wondering if maybe something like that could be a solution of some sort i mean it's it's very far behind they're just getting started i think in in mass production type things but there's got to be some sort of solutions that if we were to put our heads together now you run into the conspiracy piece of this and how much will they let you do you know what i mean well here's the thing you could solve world hunger really easily by planting fruit trees but you do you know why everybody has a pollen allergy they're only planting male trees there are no female trees that are being planted. Female trees are what bear fruit. Mm. And they're planting a shit ton of male trees, which have pollen. And all this pollen doesn't have any female trees to fertilize, which is why we all have pollen allergies. I got female trees in my backyard. Boom. See, JJ knows what's up. But that's the thing. If you plant a female trees on the streets or mm-hmm. just around, you can solve the problem easily. Alec, do you sure. feel like any of these food allergies of late, like I remember... I mean, like 10 years ago, especially 15 years ago, like gluten-free or peanut allergies or what else have I been coming across more lately? What's another decently common? Gluten and peanut are certainly most, but gluten is the one that always comes up that 10 years ago, even still, like I knew minimal people that had gluten allergies, but now it's, it's great. And dairy is another one that more people with dairy, granted, I think humans, technically, I think we're supposed to drink less milk as we get older, but even still, like those three... And some of these other lesser known ones that continue to become more and more prevalent in the human genome. And I'm wondering, like, is that another way to just get us selective on the type of foods that we can eat that they're going to one day offer us? I think gluten free is a scam, a way to get you to pay more um, for stuff. Because I've never really bought into that most of the time. Sure. Um, but stuff like the peanut allergy. Um, I'm I'm unsure about. I do think they add stuff yeah. to our food that we have no idea what it is that could potentially cause these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, at that point, you're really getting down the conspiracy theory rabbit hole. Yeah. What they're processing, what they're putting in, how many you know poisonous chemicals are allowed per uh, ounce of food according to the FDA and all that good stuff. Yeah. And well, and the other it's a pretty the other thing to remember hole. too is like. Gluten intolerance, there's only one proof of gluten intolerance, and that's celiac disease, right? That's the only thing that actually has a gluten problem. You you can't you cannot eat gluten or you will get sick. Well, it's become like a fad now. Well, the problem is the other thing that people don't recognize is they're like, oh, I'm gluten intolerant. No, it's you eat too much goddamn bread. Yeah. Knock it off. In like, everything. It's in everything. We we everything we eat has flour, which has gluten because of the way that it's made. Now, if you eat more of a anything that's wheat I mean, based and things like that, flour based, you're gonna have gluten. And the problem is, is to pull gluten out of something that it's naturally there into is expensive. And so to Alex's point, they charge you more. But when if you think about when there wasn't a gluten intolerance, it it was when we weren't eating bread and pasta and or those pro- it's more so like pro- like pop tarts and yeah. toaster strudels and Junk and Ritz crackers and all like you just think yeah. about all that and and, and if yes. you really want to go when we really started eating that junk food is when both parents had to work yeah and well and don't be wrong have to work you have to pay twice as much taxes mm-hmm. so 
And don't get me wrong, I'm fat. Like I eat a lot, I used to eat a lot of that shit. But I will say this. I know that I've never had a gluten intolerance other than my body's going, fuck, dude, stop feeding me gluten, you prick, because it's just too much. We're not designed to eat that much gluten, no more than we're designed to eat that much meat because everybody thinks, oh, we should yeah. eat that. To be honest with you, fruits and vegetables are what we should be eating the most of. And if sure. you were to do that regularly and in good portions, we'd be a much healthier society. I mean, it's just how so- it is, but. No Alec, coming back to your original point, does it scare you You being in Arizona where it's hard to farm to an extent because you live in super hot climate and things compared to speaking the summer else, maybe it's more conducive to farming. Does that scare you in the future? Cause you, or So Arizona is actually really good. Yeah. Oh, is it? I thought it'd just be bad for farming. That way, but like Phoenix is in a valley, mm-hmm. right? So very good for farming. The reservation. But it's hot uh, as fun. Water costs a ton. Water yeah. doesn't cost a ton, actually. It doesn't. Uh, so uh. Phoenix is like the only city in the American Southwest right now that is not in a drought. Yeah. And it's due to very good time or water management over decades. Yeah. Unlike like Lake Mead that is at its lowest levels Yeah, so Lake Mead is ever. true. But in Phoenix, you have the Salt River. You have the Salt River Project. Um, mm. And they do a lot of water preservation stuff. So Phoenix is okay. I was going to say, Arizona's the only state that went, we're dry as fuck. We have to be better with our water. The rest of these desert states, including Utah, which is the driest state in the country, by the way. Most people don't realize that. They think it's Arizona. They think it's Nevada. It's not true. Per capita, based on the state, it is the driest. Now, it's not the most, the least amount of water. It's just the driest in general state mm. in the country. I didn't know that. Yeah. And yet, every asshole in their dog waters their lawn three times a fucking day to make sure they got grass during the summer at 120 degrees or 105 degrees. Whereas in Arizona, they've been doing rocks desert and desert landscaping, landscaping yeah. for. Yeah. I feel like U- Utah's got to get to that point. So the problem is a lot of people come from California and other States where things are more expensive. Like, Oh yeah, who cares? I'm going to pay a little bit more for my water bill. I finally got grass and they just go the bougie lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's, a fair point though, a, Alec. You make a good point. I'm, about I'm that. not worried. Um, about that, I am worried about a lot of other stuff. So yeah. my pantry has nine months of food, mm-hmm. and like I got really deep into canning and dehydrating, mm-hmm. and so like it's awesome because I essentially have a grocery store in my pantry. Because yeah. when you can meat, I don't know if you know this, Matson, canned meat it's shelf stable. Yep. So I've I never, I never canned meat. I mean, canned a lot of fruits and and. and- vegetables and things like that but not meat never done that yeah so i have steak what does it say meats meats actually better than like fruits and vegetables because fruits and vegetables will go bad can they're not shelf stable whereas meat is it's like peanut butter yeah you can get it to like almost an indefinable shelf life yeah it's yeah i have stuff on there in my shelf that's like 18 months old we crack it open it's good wow yeah canning canning with alec yeah. That's our next segment. Dude, telling you. I'll have to send you guys a picture. Dude, I got enough pie cherries to last like six months. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but welcome to Crazy Shit with Alec. <laughs> yeah, dude. That was awesome. That was awesome. It's yeah, it's terrifying. I'm going to have to look up some more um, some articles and such. But you got my wheels turning right there. Urban farms, man. That's where it's at. I'm telling you. Well, and especially like these drier climates. That's one thing about Utah is we can grow a lot of shit. Like Casey, when we we didn't do a garden this year, 
because we needed to give it a rest. We've got, we've had a hard time in a couple, because we've done it for like six years in a row. So we needed to give it a break. So we let everything and we're going to resoil and, and we're going to pull everything out and put all new soil in and things like that anyway. But it's, it's not hard to do. It's a little time consuming and you got to be on it, but you can build grow boxes and, and then you just keep your, your fruits and veggies. And Utah's really good too. I don't know about Arizona or even uh, Washington, but you can get, chicken's pretty easy like it, you can start getting your own kind of self-sufficient food security yeah that up going on like i said we got these trees i got peaches and and app uh, i don't who's think gonna pluck my chickens though when they gotta go learn how youtube video yeah <laughs> i got one of the guys i work with has he owns chickens and turkeys and they process them every year on their own and guys got meat for days so something to think about do some research people huh. man chickens live for five to ten years that's a lot of eggs yeah, well that too they're uh yeah you get you get some food across the board from chickens man it's they're good and they don't need honest. much to mm -hmm. survive nope no my neighbor had them back when i was in utah and i had a few and yeah like they're pretty if you have bugs and you have a yard turn them loose you yeah. won't have any more bugs nope <laughs> nope that and goats if you can get a goat, they'll mow your lawn for you because they never chew. They never eat your grass dead. They just eat it just enough to sustain themselves. But they, they live on grass. Goats. You should probably get a goat, JJ. You have a big lawn. My problem is I can't have animals because my dogs will kill them. I, it's There's no way around your it. Your dogs, dogs will kill a goat? Absolutely. My little husky chases birds. Like, it's the freaking, yeah, my dogs would not. I don't think they would survive. A, a goat would survive in my yard. And chickens certainly wouldn't. Yeah. Maybe if I went back to small dogs, but I just enjoy my huskies too much. So Yes, you do. Yep. All right. All right. Well, that was an interesting one. Madsen, finish us up, buddy. The show is yours on this one. Guys, I hope you enjoyed our, our first official ever segment outside of movies and TV. I was not exactly sure what to expect with, with Alex's crazy shit, and we definitely was less crazy and more scary. Uh, than anything for our future. So um, if you like this segment, definitely let us know. And next week, um, or is it one or two weeks from now, we're recording um, Matson's Cool Shit. So I'm going to bring a, a topic that I wanted to uh, talk about. In fact, you know, I'm going to say it right here. I, I've been thinking about this. I'm going to ask each of our co-hosts to talk about a piece of technology that was just mind-blowing for them, what that was, what it what it meant to them for J JJ's. I think honestly, JJ, you probably should bring a couple cause you're a little bit older here. Um, but I wanted to kind of talk about tech that just blew us away. And then we can, I'll probably end on talking about a few things that are in our future horizon to get speculative with, with you all and what we think's next. I always find that to be a fun and fascinating conversation. And then, um, JJ is going to round us out with JJ's dumb shit a little bit later. <laughs> Uh, to have some fun topics, but we're just trying to kind of test some areas out where you guys want to see us talk about things that aren't just in movie and TV. I know we stray into some of these topics while we give movie reviews and TV reviews, but just kind of want to diversify. So hopefully it was well-received. Hopefully it was exciting for you and get a better perspective on us and who we are and what we think about and things and more perspective on the world and what's out there. And uh, we're excited. So again, if you want to Find us where all good podcasts can be found. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. Hit that follow, like, or subscribe button. Come check us out on TikTok. Maybe Alec will do a crazy, scary farm TikTok or something. Or 
show us his uh, tinfoil head right now. Um, you can check us out on our social media uh, profiles as well, as well as whatsourverdict.com to see what's upcoming. But we really appreciate it, and we're excited for some of these new avenues that we're going to start pioneering into. Hell yeah. It's awesome. Looking forward to it. This is fun. Alec, thanks for throwing it together, man. That hey, was man. cool. Uh, seriously, though, if you guys want, if there's other stuff you guys want us to talk about with conspiracy theories, hit us up. Um, yeah, yeah we're happy to some, we're happy to look it up, do some research, bring in our, our crazy opinions and whatnot, but we love suggestions, as long as yeah. it's not another movie like Little Shop of Horrors, please. Yeah. And don't bring that <laughs> We didn't go to the moon shit here either. <laughs> that was my backup. We didn't go to the moon. God, shut up. <laughs> anyway, with that, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Cinematic. Wait, that doesn't fucking work. We're out, bitches. <laughs>